0: To Perimenopost podcasts. I am Lorna Ive, founder of Perimenopost.com. Perimenopause began as a life grassroots campaign to raise awareness for menopause and to the stigma surrounding the word menopause. So join me on my podcasts with fantastic women who want to help make a change and demystify the word menopause. So enjoy! Good morning and welcome to Perimenopause Podcast. Today I'm talking to the lovely Julie Colin of Secret Whispers with her uh, kegels. Um, how are you this morning, Julie? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad. I didn't make my run this morning. I kept saying I was going for a run this morning. I'm going to get out for a run later on this morning. It was pouring down yesterday with too much rain. I couldn't yeah. face that. too
1: rainy. No, I didn't bother either. It's far too wet. Not worth it. <laughs>
0: But you had a lovely weekend, didn't you? You had a nice, you mentioned that you were away, you went for the weekend. I had a lovely
1: weekend. Well, it was lovely after I got my speech over with. So I was um, invited to be one of the keynote speakers for the Woman Who Awards. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be held at the Kumabi Hotel. Uh, obviously, with some new legislations, we had everything had to be moved online. So in some respects, it was a lot harder to do this online than do it face to face. So I didn't have a lovely audience to look at. I couldn't see anybody's reactions. I was literally having to talk into a camera, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, one of the most stressful things I've ever had to do. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I can talk about pelvic floors, kegels, prolapses. I could talk about that all day long, but when it comes to talking about me and my journey, It was very stressful, but I did it. Mm -hmm. And my motto is, if it scares you and it's legal, you have to do it. You have to push yourself to see what else you can do. And I'm really glad I did it. So I knew that afterwards I'd be very emotionally drained because I'd spent a long time working on it. So I booked myself and my husband into a lovely little spa hotel for the weekend and spent Mm -hmm. most of it sleeping and drinking champagne.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very nice indeed. So let's talk about your um, your product, Secret Whispers. The can you tell the followers how you came to make? You know, you're passionate about this, aren't you? You you really believe in. Yeah. Um, So it was pelvic floors.
1: It was was January 2018, and I read this article that said, regardless of how amazing you may think your pelvic floor is the likelihood of an issue goes up by 50% with the onset of perimenopause. And I was turning 40 the following year. And I remember thinking, no, 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 no way is this happening to me because I've been doing my kegels since I was 14. I've had two brilliant pregnancies and births, no issues, no problems, which I put that down the kegels every day. And I thought this isn't happening to me. you know. And I thought every woman done their kegels. This is the other thing I thought everyone did. I soon found out how wrong I was. So I started asking mums at the school playground, how's your pelvic floor? And after the initial head down, there's that crazy Irish woman asking me about (laughs) my pelvic floor again. Eventually they started coming up and talking to me and thanking me for raising the issue. And all I kept hearing was, Julie, it's normal. It's normal to leak after giving birth. It's normal when you get older. It's normal. It's normal. And it, it's common, but it is not normal. So yeah. I knew for myself that kegels weren't enough. I knew that I needed some sort of uh, weight resistance. Mm-hmm. So I started looking for things in the market and I didn't like anything that was there. They were either cheap, uh, made of inferior quality pro- um plastic or they were aimed at the sex market so I sat down and I thought right what would I like and I started designing it and I always imagined it sitting on the shelf in John Lewis in the exercise department so seven months later of unbelievable amount of work I remember being up all night speaking to people in America uh China uh Philippines, France, India, everywhere, just graphic designers, uh, manufacturers, everything to bring it all together. So seven months later, it arrived. And I started to launch it. And I never expected the response that I it received it. It just went through the roof. It was amazing. And then 2019, I call that Secret Whispers Award year. That was award after award after award um, i was even invited to the house of lords and i had the audacity to leave my leaflets in the ladies toilets <laughs> i know i love that and um, i i was actually holding oh little God. workshops God. yeah i was holding little workshops all around the room and i had everybody in the house of lords doing their kegels it mm-hmm. was such good fun and again women saying thank you for talking about this Mm-hmm. um yeah it's just been a fabulous journey and every single time I get a email or a message saying thank you thank you thank you I'm leak free or I've avoided surgery is a big one I've avoided surgery and
0: uh-huh.
1: um, it's completely life-changing for women it Good. really
0: is oh well done that's brilliant thank you well, your hard work's paid off and your and your vision it's all come to to what you hoped it would be is it available in john lewis now no it's not available in john lewis yet um
1: but um it's sold on my website it's sold through amazon and lots of pelvic floor physios recommend it uh-huh. um so yeah secret but how they work is
0: i was they- gonna say can you tell the followers how because as you mentioned there's quite a lot quite a lot of different products out there it could be quite tricky to get the right one so would you be able to tell the followers you know what is the what they need to look out for yeah yeah so basically it's just a little
1: dumbbell for your pelvic floor they're made of medically graded silicon it comes with a white holder and four weights you start off at the lightest weight and every two weeks you increase the weight so it's a gradual and safe procedure and when you get to step six wow you have an amazing pelvic floor And this is changing so many women's lives. It is simple. It is effective and it lasts for life. You only need about once. It's totally reusable. So it's great for the environment. Uh Um, And you wear it for 15, 20 minutes a day, every day while you follow the program. And Uh once you finish the program, you've got an amazing pelvic floor. You just use the weights as maintenance, just like going to the gym for your pelvic floor. So three times a week. But because you now know how to do them correctly, because the weights Uh teach you, Uh because even when a woman is told how to do a Kegel exercise, at least 50% will do it wrong. Right. So these weights actually teach you where your correct pelvic floor muscles are. So then all you do is twice a day, brushing your teeth, do your Mm -hmm. Kegel exercises manually every day for life. There's no getting away from it because it's just a muscle like any other and needs to be exercised. And then you use the weights three times a week as maintenance.
0: Okay, and it's quite important for women, as you mentioned there, the perimenopause prompted you to, to design your, your business. Um, but during the menopause and post menopause, women's estrogen levels are well, non-existent after menopause, but, and the bladder and the stress incontinence becomes an issue, doesn't it? And it can come as a bit of a shock to some women if they've had like a good pelvic floor, it, then you know they might start getting leaks and things like that. So it's a good thing it's, it's, to get into.
1: It's devastating because, um, <coughs> excuse me, because um, the, the biggest issue we have is there's no education or support. Mm. I hear on a daily basis, women leaving the hospital have no idea what a pelvic floor is. Yeah.
0: They've
1: not been told what to do. They're leaking, they're feeling shamed, the anxiety, oh. the stress that goes with that. And then a lady, another woman can go through life, give, ch- give birth, absolutely fine, hit menop- perimenopause and bang, bladder leaks. Yeah. Shame, they won't talk to their friends about it. Uh-huh. They stop having relations with their partners.
0: Uh-huh. They
1: stop going to exercise classes yeah. and that's the vicious circle. It just goes uh-huh. around
0: uh-huh.
1: and it's getting the education out there earlier and it's getting women to understand that there's absolutely no shame with this. Yeah. Yeah, no shame. The only shame is the lack of education and support women are getting. So uh-huh. this is why I campaign so hard for pelvic floor awareness because having oh, the, the, the information. You've Sorry, you got a hashtag, haven't you? I have hashtag. Don't ignore the pelvic floor. So a few <laughs> weeks ago we ran that, and one article alone in one magazine that featured it had a reach of over half a million just on wow. that one. Yeah. Oh, so keep at it. Keep going. Yes. This is yeah because. Women want to be talking about it. They're glad people are starting up and talking about it. And education is key. And my biggest goal is to get the education brought into high schools for girls and boys from the age of 14. So then we wouldn't have the huge statistics of at least 50% of women. And I can tell you it's a lot higher than 50%. And there's no discrimination either. It goes from any age, teenage years, all the way through, regardless of childbirth. Uh You've got a pelvic floor, you're at risk
0: if you don't exercise. People get like an overactive bladder, don't they, that can just, a cup of tea can set them off or and a sticky drink and (laughs) need to go to the toilet every five minutes. Yes, my my family, we've all got overactive bladders, so we're always near the toilet. So, um (laughs) And bladder training is a big one, so I will
1: never say to my children, go to the toilet just in case, never. (sighs) Because yeah. women get into the habit of that, and men get into the habit of that, and all you're doing is telling, your brain is telling your bladder that it can only hold a certain amount. Yeah, yeah. If you think you need to go, try and hold it off. Do whatever you need to do around the house to keep yourself busy and keep delaying it and delaying it and try and retrain your bladder as well. Obviously, it doesn't work in all situations, but it is a habit a lot of us have got into. Yeah.
0: And the other one is... There's always a running joke in our house. We'd all get ready to go out and be, oh, toilet. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> so I try and, I've stopped that. In, I've stopped that.
1: <laughs> it is. It's just see,
0: you get into these habits. Um,
1: like my sons, in both bathrooms, there's a stool. And they've been taught from a young age that when you go for a poo, you use the stool. Uh-huh. Because a lot, again, um, IBS, constipation has a huge impact on the pelvic floor. And nobody has told men and women that toilets are not designed for human beings. We're not designed to sit like that. So you need to use yeah. a stool, knees higher than hips, and lean forward. So I teach mine from an early age that now. Ah, interesting.
0: Ah, wealth of knowledge you are, aren't you? <laughs> Anything to do with the perfect floor? I love it. <laughs> and have you noticed a question I was going to ask? Um, those, the poor women that had had the mesh uh, treatment. Have you noticed, uh, you know, have women come to you after having that done that they've, they've needed extra support for their pelvic floor? Has it helped women not to yes. have the procedure done as well?
1: Yes, so um, I've spoke to the lady who runs the um, Mesh UK, um, mm-hmm. Candida, lovely lady. She went in, honestly, if you hear the stories, it's horror fan. I'm not going into detail because it's not my story to yeah. tell, but the overrun is she went in for a procedure that was not to do with her pelvic floor. And the surgeon decided while he was doing this other procedure to give her a prolapse repair. Oh. A lot of mesh was used. The lady has went through absolute hell. Oh. Um, yeah, it's absolutely horrifying. So it is banned at the moment. Yeah. I hope it stays that way. Um, Because, it's hard to say, but we put a lot of faith into the medical profession. Uh And I've always been this way that I need to know everything. I need to know all my options, all my facts, and then I make the informed decision that's correct for me. Uh When I hear somebody say, I've got a mild prolapse, and I've been recommended to get surgery. I'm always quick to point out that surgery is not a quick fix. It should always be the very last option. Mm -hmm. Pelvic floor physio, with a pelvic floor physiotherapist is the first line of action, always the first line of action. Mm -hmm. And never to think that um, surgery is a quick fix because it's not. So I'm actually working with the Mesh UK charity. And we spoke last week, I was in her group doing a live and they're they love my kegel kit. They think it's absolutely fabulous. And the more women that are using it, the better, because it'll stop a lot of issues down the line. So they're actually selling the kegel kit through their website. Uh-huh. And all proceeds from their website go directly into their charity. So I'm Good. Yeah, so I'm looking after that charity. And uh-huh. I'm more than delighted to be involved because they support women who've went through this who need to have some respite a night away just to be yeah. looked after and for their family and yeah. this i
0: lady, feel like they've been left to one side those poor women they've, they've had that treatment as you say they've used that option yeah and then you yeah, know they've gone through so much and then then it's like, what else is left to them now i always, I always feel well, i always feel sorry for those women it is. So when um, we got speaking and I
1: heard, I thought I knew about Mesh, but it turned out I knew very little. And after our conversation, I said, what can I do to help? So I'm delighted to know that the money that they raised through this
0: will be helping other women. That's great. Well done. That's brilliant. Thank you. And you, and you have a top 100, tra- 100 trailblazing products? Oh,
1: yes. like that? yeah? That's it, yeah. So that was a small... Saturday Biz UK. That's the one where I got invited to the House of Lords. Oh yeah, and um, that was really good fun. I absolutely loved that.
0: It was a brilliant day. Really, really good fun. Um, yeah, and we are both winners of the Small Business Sunday Award, are not we? We are Theophetus. Yes. Um, How did you feel when you won?
1: I couldn't believe it because um, it was on my list. Um, to win it and when I wanted I couldn't believe it and my laptop kept pinging away pinging away so yeah it's a good one to get and it's a lovely little community of people as well.
0: Yeah yeah really lovely and welcoming isn't it and friendly and and great to to meet people. Yeah it? yeah it's good. always nice to get an award isn't it? Yeah yeah I, I, I too. I had to read it I read it the first time and then I jumped out my chair and I went oh 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 post and jumped up and down it was great. <laughs>
1: No, it is nice.
0: And um, your product. Um, sorry. So apologies there for my little bit of brain fog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monday, and the brain needs to kick in. So um, we menopause symptoms. Do you, do, you feel, do you notice a lot of women mention that to you when they, when they talk to you about the Kegels? Does that, does that come up in conversation as well? I've had a lot of
1: women say that, um, and actually very recently, um, a lady that I know, and so I'm 41, she's just turned 40, and has just found out she's going through perimenopause, started perimenopause. Mm-hmm. She thought she was going mad. She thought she um, had severe depression. She didn't know what was going on with her. her. She couldn't think straight. She was constantly crying, constantly depressed. And mm-hmm. she went to the doctors and they have diagnosed premenopause, early premenopause. But um, I hear of a lot of women as well that go and are offered antidepressant tablets.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And again, when they're feeling that low, they think maybe that is the only option for them. And you can be tested. It isn't always guaranteed to be correct. Yeah. But this is when you need to see a perimenopause, menopause expert yeah. like yourself. GPs, mm-hmm. nurses, yes, but they ha- have an overall um, wealth of information. But if you feel it is menopause, you need to find an expert in that field.
0: Yeah, that kind of help you give you the right informed information. And then that way you can make an informed decision on if you wanna take the HRT or try natural remedies or methods to try and you know, get you through that patch. Cause it's a constant highway. The hormones, especially through the perimenopause, you're up and down, up and down. I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but a lot of women, they know they're going through it. They don't want to accept it. Yeah. And they're afraid of the HRT. And they've no idea there's um, so many other alternatives out there as well. So
0: yeah. it's getting, letting them
1: understand these are all the options available to you.
0: Yeah, you don't have to take that. You, you might you, you might, may have to take it at some point, maybe. But, um, but it shouldn't be offered really, first of all, you know, it just comes down to your GP, I think, if they've had menopause training and if they're, you know, well-informed about how to help women during this time. I feel... It's a shame that women get offered that it's quite sad really because yeah when just... they get stuck on a cycle of taking the tablets and then and then realizing oh it's not that that they take the hrt then they have to come off the antidepressants and it, it's just it's just like another vicious circle again
1: yeah which is exactly why you need to be seeing a menopause expert they can sit and go through and maybe alter your dosage and different forms of the same medicine but it's just knowing that there's a lot out there that you can do for yourself and then again you get the options given to you you decide what's best for you
0: yeah yeah and I think going back to going back into the school education I know myself I mentioned it before on podcast there was never ever mentioned perimenopause at school when we were doing Sex education. It was just menopause. You talked about your periods, and then you just talked about um, menopause. But that was discussed in such a way as though, like, you'll be a grandma. You're going to be. You're going to be a lot older. You, you know, it's not going to happen when you're like 45. You know, you're not. <laughs> and I, I can remember talking to my consultant when he said to me, "Could you? I think you could be in early menopause." And I just remember looking at him and I went, "No, no, not me. No, I'm not in early menopause. No." And then when the results come through. Um, It was just like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. It was like, ah, so that all makes sense now. But going back to school, you were never taught what to look out for or there's no awareness, definitely not from your GP when you go in with these symptoms. So definitely more awareness is needed out there. But do you find women that come to see you when they use the Kegels and if they're in menopause, are they using HRT or are they trying natural? What do you find most with women? um
1: hrt and um alternative treatments so um there's so many different ones out there and i'm still learning i'm always learning you never stop learning of all the different um treatments you can take yeah but, um yeah hrt has been given an awful bad reputation and i've sat and i've looked in the statistics and i've yeah it's it yes it is not dangerous as it is stated in my opinion anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you look at it and everything can be interpreted to suit whatever outcome you want. So again, you need to do your own
0: research and make sure that you're happy that this is for you. And everyone's different. Everybody's journey is different. What yes. what HRT works for one person might not work for another person. And then you know acupunctures, I've used acupuncture and it was great. Um so there's all things that can work that might not, acupuncture might not work for someone else, but it could work for you if you don't take HRT. So it's all, I think you should have to navigate your own way really, but as long as you've got access to the right information and you've got support from your healthcare professional, then I think you're, you know, it can be a lot smoother journey. Whereas I think when you're dealing with a GP that doesn't want to help well, not doesn't want to help, but it doesn't really understand, or not the same, yeah. They're not an expert in that
1: one particular area. That's the thing,
0: you need yeah. To be an expert yeah, that, that's, when, that's when it can become quite self destroying for women and very easy to take that option of that went with the doctor giving out the antidepressants. Um, and what would you say? Have you, have you had any meno moments? Have you had any like any women with any menopause moments, or yourself? Any sort of we touched on brain fog. Oh, brain! I'll tell you about brain fog, though.
1: Um, This is another very interesting one. Um, Quite a few years ago, I remember going to my doctor and I said something's not right. I'm, I am spaced out. I don't know which way's up. I'm depressed, but I know I'm not depressed.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, you're not. You know, you know there's something up, but you just can't quite put your finger on it, can you? And you think the
1: brain fog almost destroyed me, and. You know, I'd be sitting and two hours later, I'm just staring at something. It was, I've never, I've never went through it again, thankfully. So he said about putting me on some antidepressants. I said, no, I'm not depressed. I says, but I will tell you what I do want you to do. Well, the thing is with me, I, I always go to the doctors with a list and I tell them what tests are going to do because I know my body well off and I I made him do a list of tests and one of them included vitamin D. It came back showing I was severely deficient in vitamin d severely so he gave me a certain amount of vitamin d and i told him to keep his tablets i says because what you've recommended for me wouldn't even touch the sides i says i've done enough research i know i'm writing this one no offense so i went away and um, i actually booked myself four nights to Fort Ventura on my own i said to my husband i need to go and get some sun And off I went, it was the best holiday ever. It was amazing. (laughs) I just lay on the beach soaking up the sun. It was fabulous. And um, yeah, so the vitamin D, um, I make sure that the boys have it, especially now going forward, once a week they get vitamin D and I get vitamin D and it's a spray. But I learned as well that taking vitamin D on its own is no good unless you've taken magnesium with it. So I always... I either have a magnesium bath before I take it or I rub it on the boys' feet before I give them their vitamin D. And it's little things like that, learning things like that.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it'd be easy.
0: To... I didn't know that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, well, I shall be rubbing magnesium into my feet tonight. Magnesium is
1: amazing for brain fog. I always say to ladies who are suffering with that during um, their menopause journey, magnesium and always get the good stuff when I hear people say oh I managed to buy five years worth of vitamin d for $1.99 really yeah so read what's on the ingredients read what you're actually getting and research it yourself
0: yeah yeah I agree and um what do you think women have uh, the worst part of the menopause has been do you think the worst part part is the bladder
1: leaks, the prolapses, and vaginal atrophy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had a lady the other
1: day who sent me a message, and um, she hasn't had uh, sexual relations with her husband for almost two years. And I replied. She was telling me the symptoms, oh. and I replied back on. She's sixty-two. Do you think you could have vaginal atrophy? What's that? Oh. She's been suffering for almost two years. Oh, she replied back to me a few days later going, thank you, I never knew this existed. It sounds like this is
0: what I've got. Sad, isn't it? It's so sad.
1: And within weeks, taking the um, whatever oil or cream she detect- decides she wants to use, within a few months, she'll have her life back on track because the- that cream is amazing for a vaginal atrophy. Uh,
0: what cream is that?
1: It's an oestrogen cream that's applied internally Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard some amazing uh, results from it because, you know, you said the vaginal is when the walls are breaking down, the lack of estrogen, et cetera, and this helps repair and build it back up again. But yeah, mm-hmm. women are sitting in pain. Some women can't even wear underwear or jeans.
0: Yeah, it can be so painful, can't it, for women? Yeah. So don't be sitting
1: there suffering in silence, thinking you're on your own. Go and get the help you deserve and keep asking until you get all the answers that you need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't suffer in silence. That's painful. And and quality of life really, isn't it? It's your quality of life being affected. It's, um, there's no shame. You just have to talk to your doctor, hopefully you get a good doctor um, that will be understanding and listen and people like yourself that are leading the way with the pelvic floor. uh, Great information. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Uh, Who would you like to give a big shout out to? Who do you think is leading the way for menopause? and um creating awareness and making a difference out there for women i've completely forgot her surname but it's diana diana
1: danza is it Diane danza brink i think it is it's a lady that's got the menopause into high schools yeah Diane yes. yeah yeah i have watched her for the last few years she's relentless
0: yeah yeah she's she, pretty
1: good she's amazing yeah she's up there when it comes to menopause awareness definitely she's uh-huh. done
0: Fabulous job! oh lovely. Well, thank you very much for the uh, podcast today. I look forward to many more, and look forward to hearing of more progress with your product. And um, I shall look out for them in John Lewis next time I'm there. I <laughs> just get them through my website. Oh there? yeah, we'll order. We'll order on your website. Yeah, much better. With, with COVID, we don't need to go into the shops there, so that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. And I'll do a little discount code for your listeners as well. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank very you very well. much. Have a lovely Monday, and uh, been lovely talking to you. You too. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you.